father's business. Crime mode. Filled with this Holy Spirit. That's a cheat code. Holiness the standard. We never fold. We about to make a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, bro? Hey, not slow motion, bro. Oh, my brother a little behind. Yeah, how you no, doing, no. bro? I'm all right. Can you hear me? Can we hear me? I'm feeling like Nelly on the verses. Yeah, I hear you. We all good. <laughs> <laughs> he was having we all the problems. <laughs> oh. And we back again to the Not The yes, Same sir. Podcast. It's your yes, man, sir, C. Yes, Micah. Got my Robert boy. Dean. We in the building. This is a special show. This is the show to have our very first live guest, our brother, the legend, CHH, Independent Goat. My brother been signed a couple of times, but when I say Independent Goat, this brother has done a lot of stuff, man. This brother even went to Africa. Brother went to the motherland, brother. The motherland. <laughs> the motherland. When I first heard about it, I said, man, this brother is literally on the motherland, man. So this is this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Demetrius? Salutations to the nations, my brother. Salutations to the little bro. What's going on? Hello, Miss Davis, Patricia Davis. How are you? Have a blessed What's day up, to you, mama? too. Mama. Migos mama. voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's mama. Oh, I'm going to see you soon, Miss Miss Davis. I'm going to see you soon. <laughs> so let's get into this first thing, man. Before yes, we can even really, really start, man, I really want to talk about the passing of one of the greatest apologists ever known, Mr. Ravi Zacharias. Uh, yeah. It's a very sad thing that this brother Pessy passed due before cancer, but he did a lot on this earth. Job well yeah. done. I mean, this brother, I've seen him debate against Muslim leaders, against uh, atheists. He did not shrink back, not one iota. Nope. But he did the God. He he presented the gospel so eloquently. It was just awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because this brother was arguing. He just presenting the truth. And a lot of times he would leave people stumped, man. So he had a, a positive impact on my life in the sense of apologetics and not shrinking back. Because a lot of times, you know, when we at work, man, we could easily shrink back and be like, well, I need to get this bread and then get this gospel later. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, you know, but that brother really encouraged me because he'd be writing at college, man. You know, like we got also here in St. Louis, a slew. He would be like right there in the hall where all the students walk by, bold, you know, and not and not preaching at them, but just telling them the truth. So, uh, much respect to a literal OG of the ministry game. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. So um, you told me you had a story about that, man. Why don't you let the people know what you, yeah. you know, how you kind of looked at that? Um, you know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not proud to admit I didn't, I didn't know who, 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 um, Robbie was, um, Zacharias, who he was, um, over yeah. the years. Because when I, um, when I first learned, when I first came to the faith, I was a part of the full gospel, and um, when I returned and you know I fell away and I came back, praise God for redemption. Yeah. Um, it was a bunch of division in the church between Calvinists, charismatic, and you know, if you read this book, you shouldn't read that book. They false prophets. So when I saw people presenting different people and they was exalting them, be it yeah. John Piper, be it um, you know, T. D. Jakes or Joyce Myers, or they was dogging them, I kind of stayed away from that. You know what I mean? So um, I will say I did my homework. I went back when I when I heard what um. You know, Zacharias was about what I ended up doing was just going back and looking at some of the great debates that this man had 
um, looking yeah. at listening to some of the sermons from years ago that touched me just yesterday. So, um, you know, salute. It encouraged me a little fire in me to, you know, like you say, present the gospel, man. And, um, you know, just make sure that we we're on top of it so that when someone comes our way, we know what, what it is that we believe in. And then right. we can present right. that argument without feeling stumped. So, yeah, that just being honest, man, I, I had no clue because I didn't want to be a part of that, you know, division thing that was going on when I came back to the Lord. Okay. You know, we had plenty of that already in CHA and everything, man. So much division. But, you know, I don't want this to be a sad thing. I want to celebrate this brother's right. life, man. He, you know, the truth had him narr- narrate one of his last albums. The, uh, it's complicated. I believe he had a lot of interludes with Robbie Zacharias. I saw mm-hmm. Flame did some things with him, man. So he was receptive to the CHH community, and that was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? He really showed the love right. of God, man. And uh, I just didn't want to go forward with our normal show and act like, you know, this brother wouldn't a great influence to uh, the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? Amen, man. Yeah, yeah, no so, doubt. Yeah. Last week we had this thing. Let me see if I can find it. And neither one of us, we probably don't have nothing on this list, but man, this was the funniest thing ever. And it was the top five <laughs> dumbest things you've seen or done during quarantine. Now, last week I gave a story about my, my, my ring finger. Well, I call myself being smart because I'm chilling. I ain't seeing nobody. I'm going to snatch my regular ring off. And that bad boy wouldn't go back on because my knuckle got too big. And I'm saying knuckle because I'm being cool, but really the fat around my finger got too thick, and I had to get this rubber band joint. Suggested by my brother, brother-in-law Brian Carter. Yep. Now, <laughs> I've seen other things that was goofy, right? So I saw someone that came. So uh, what up, Mark? Yep, that's true. Robbie was definitely solid. So I saw someone that you know the banks open back up this week, right? So I was in the bank and I was like, "Yo, uh, I'm gonna put my mask on or whatever." And somebody that comes into the bank with like. The big, big gloves on. I ain't talking about like the the, the the thin latex joints. What I'm talking about is like the cooking gloves. You know, like somebody cooking chicken, they got them thick rubber, rubber ducky joints. <laughs> <laughs> so they come up in the in, in the bank with the rubber ducky joint gloves and a mask, but it's down here. So I'm like, why you gotta why you get the mask down? Why even wear it? Why you got the rubber ducky gloves on? Like you really trying to be super safe out here, but the mask down here on your like, chin, on your chin, <laughs> like you protecting your chin. I mean, this was a lady, so I ain't gonna say she had. Well, she might have had a beard. I don't know. Let's hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but she had the joint, you know, like you know, like the cooks had the uh, the, the the beard covering, so they so their little beard hairs don't drop in your food or in your in right, your, right, in right, nice right, right, right. Yeah, right. it was that. So that was another cooking gloves, right, Mark? You know what I'm saying? So that was another one of the top five dumbest things I've seen during quarantine. What? Also today, now I'm going to give you a chance, Rob, but today I also saw something stupid. So this morning I'm going to work about 7.30 in the morning, right? And uh, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I walk outside and somebody running with a mask on, running hard, right? (laughs) Not knowing you messing up your breathing situation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm bro. I'm talking about they getting it too. Ran right by me. I'm like, why this bro got a mask on? Like whole mask just drenched. Seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> sweating. Hey, he's safe though. Yeah, he's safe. He's safe. Oh yeah, uh, bro. yeah. That's yeah. That, that's that foolishness. The foolery, bro. 
so that's that's a little that's a little goofy to me. That's a little goofy to me. Yeah. So have honest. you seen anything crazy this week? Um, you kind of took it a little bit, but um, I think Mark <laughs> Ann said this like you kind of took it, but Mark Ann said this one: people who have the gl- gloves on, the mask on, and you look down and they got on flip flops with no socks on. Like, you know, I guess I, I guess <laughs> I guess you can't get you can't get it through your feet. Yeah, it's only um, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was one. <laughs> the other one is um people who have the mask on in the store, but it's not on their face. Like you said, it's around their chin, it's around their right. neck, it's on their head. Right. Everywhere, right. but everywhere but their face. So the question is why? And those are the two why, I have why? this week. And but uh, now let's keep it real though. It's been a bunch of times I thought about just not even wearing no mask going in there. And I'm going to tell you what stopped me. It ain't had nothing to do with safety. What stopped me was mask shaming. Because you get this look. I don't know if I got something like a mask. I'll put this book up. So, you know, somebody got a mask on like this, right? And then they look at you and they be like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get up like, why don't you got your mask on? So I'll trip. I'm tripping off what Demetrius just said. This brother say. At Walmart, people be wearing masks like a ne- necklace. Facts, brother. Facts. Facts. And yes, Mark, it gets very hot in that mask. Matter of fact, it get extremely hot. When I was in the bank earlier, I told, I told uh, my brother back. But anyway, so when I was in the <laughs> bank my, earlier, <laughs> no, nah, you good, you good. So I, when I was in the bank earlier, the teller, you know, they have somebody. You go in the bank now. They got somebody. They write your name down. Get your phone number, whatever. Right. So all the tellers got masks on and they just sweating and they just trying to be cool like they ain't hot. And I just mess with them when I walked. I said, I know you hot in this mask. I know you hot in this mask. They just looked at me like, bruh. And these people don't say bruh, but I think they say bruh today. They just looked at me like, bruh, come on. <laughs> it was so hot in that thing. And then, you know, another thing about the mask, and I know it's supposed to be safety and I'm about safety, but bruh, when you put that mask on, yo, uh, your, your your face hairs go to go to itching and touching that thing, and you be like, "Ooh, Jesus!" It be something crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I, I tell you what, for them brothers who, um, yeah, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for them, KJ. That, um, for them brothers who got bad breath, for them sisters who got bad breath, listen, use hey, this bro. as a learning moment. You can't blame nobody else at this point. The only person <laughs> you can blame. It's yourself. All that, hey. all that extra dust that's in your face, Bruh. and, and you wondering why your nose hairs hurt. Bruh. And now know. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that master tell the truth on me real quick, bro. Hey, real quick, brother. You be like, mm, hold up, I, I need to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, for all of y'all driving around with your mask on in the car, and you like, what's that smell? Yeah, that's your action. And stop that, that, driving that, in the car with your mask on. Stop, Ain't nobody in the car with you. Stop. <laughs> Who you protecting? You protect yourself from your own breath, and you know it's pack, smacking right back in your face. Stop it. Yeah, the truth has been, yeah, the truth has been revealed. That's what that's going on. <laughs> yes, sir. So once again, like we told you, we're going to have our brother K-Drum on in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to play a song from him right quick. This song is apropos to this series that just went off. It just ended this week, The Last Dance. Sir. And one of the most popular songs that K-Drama, not the only popular song, but one of the most popular songs that K-Drama has had, yep. is called Air Jordan. And everybody remixed that joint. I remember back in the day when Show Baraka was on Reach Records, he did a Kobe on him. You know what I'm saying? Like he had everybody doing the remixes. He had like a literal uh, uh, viral hit when social yep. media went that big. So... Yeah, salute yeah. to my brother. He is an OG. 
like me, but I still call him an OG. So uh, check this out. This song's called Air Jordan on him by Man K Drum. Wrong one. They think this the South. Let's take her to the Midwest, baby. Opposition in my face. Try to play the fence. I'm bigger than this dude. This don't make no sense. I air Jordan on him. I air Jordan on him. I air Jordan on him. I don't Superman. I air Jordan foes. I never back down. I jump over those. Always trying to block you, boy. I don't roll with magic. I roll with rockets, boy. Cause when I take off, they can't bring me down I'm so high up, that they can't see me now I get my humble on, I like to hang low I'm like Texas, baby I like to bang slow I can leap over walls Haters on the fence, I can leap over y'all Bang on a sucker, I don't care how tall Cause I'll take a leap of faith and redefine laws it ain't grabbing me, it throwing me down No, weed is slowing me down Jesus is showing me how If a boss try to come, I get Norton on him Let me show you what I mean when I air Jordan on him Position in my face, try to play the fence I'm bigger than this dude, this don't make no sense I air Jordan on him, I air Jordan on him I air Jordan on him, I air Jordan on him Opposition in my face, try to play the fence I'm bigger than this dude, this don't make Back in 91, he boomed on cats, and in the same way, I boom on wax. Whether you AI or you got me, I gotta score in the paint, yeah, I mean. Gotta paint this picture, I hope they see this. When I'm finished, I hope they see Jesus. Bruh, 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 bruh. That was that. Yes, that yes, banger uh, back yes, in the uh, day. Back in the day, people did not know. I understand how much that was. That brother still performing that song right now. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it still goes down. I remember when we had my album release party and my brother came through, he did the song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that deal. Uh, Straight up. So, bro, did you see the last dance? Did you see the wrap-up of it? I did. I did. Um, um, I didn't get all the way through the episode, man. I told you last week... Um, this working from home ain't, ain't ain't as gravy as I thought it was gonna be, brother. I'd be super busy. So, um, but I did I did watch it. I watched when they um <laughs> took out I watched when they took out the paces and how we talked about a couple of weeks ago how Reggie Miller had that um killer in him, and you and you saw it. It's just right. Jordan had a little more killer than than Reggie did. <laughs> just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Hey, but 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 Reg- um, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Nah, go ahead, bro. I got some breaking news, man. What's up? In in the sports world, I got some breaking news. Um, and, and I ain't talking really? about sports coming back, but um, oh, after years and years, <laughs> yeah, well, after years and years of having to see this um foolery, my boy Paul Pierce finally got his face trimmed up. He got a kit in his head. <laughs> 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 oh, so you tripping? I, 
Hey, look, I saw my man on um, I saw my man on uh, first take, man, and um, yeah, ESPN and hooked that boy up. He looking dope, boy, fresh out here. That's breaking news to me, man. That's breaking news. Hey, they gave they gave that boy uh uh, uh what you call it a uh, raise. I said, bro, we are gonna give you an extra million, yeah, a kitchen curl, yeah, a good line up. Yeah. We gonna get, hey, that get them right. off your face. <laughs> uh, uh, we gonna straighten up them little cookaboos because we know you got that uh. No hating, because he a beast on the court. You know, you oh, know yeah. that KD going. Ah! <laughs> hey, he, he the truth, but um, if my Celtics uh, fans yeah, tell yeah, the truth, ain't though. Nah, nah, he the truth, <laughs> but if my Celtics fans gonna tell the truth, we've been wanting him to cut that for quite some time. Yeah. So he, he finally he, he, got he, it right, he'll get, man. He'll, he'll give you buckets, though. He'll give you some buckets. Yeah, he, he, he'll give you buckets. And the only reason I brought yeah. it up because they were talking about the last dance, and I was just so proud. It was a proud moment in sports for me, brother. That was breaking news. <laughs> So I got some uh interesting things. I'ma let you I'm gonna let you go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. But so after the last dance, you know, a lot of the the players that was mentioned in the in the movie or whatever the as they say, so called documentary, they right, wasn't right. happy about it, right? Nope. So Not at all. Robert Paris, what they call him? The Chief, I believe, back the in the chief. day when he played chief. for the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. when Chief you know, Chief was a beast. He got his championships or whatever. So at one point, Paris was, you know, 16th man or 15th man on the bench for the uh for the Bulls, right? So right. somebody asked Paris about this. I'm going to read what Paris said. And first of all, Paris' nickname is I'm not going. <laughs> From now on, he's OG, <laughs> but I'm not going. Or I'm going to do it Memphis style. I ain't going, right? <laughs> so Paris say, Paris left the Celtics in uh, 1994 for Charlotte, where he played two seasons. In his final year in the league, he was with uh, Jordan and the Bulls. Then he regained, there he regained uh, appreciation for Bird's leadership style because what set Larry Bird apart from the Magic and Jordan was he wasn't an in-your-face type leader. You know what I'm saying? He was kind of right, right. pat-you-on-the-back guy, right? So if he was having a bad game, he was more inclined to say encourage you or not say nothing at all. But Magic and Jordan, you know, them was them goons, right? So right, right. Goon, Magic, and Jordan would jump all over you. So Paris says in one of his first practices with the Bulls, Paris messed up a play and was amused to find Jordan jawing at him. <laughs> and this is what Jordan said. Jordan was like, uh, bro, you tripping. Do the play right. You know, like he used to do Steve Kerr. He want, he thought he was going to Steve Kerr, Paris, right? Right. Seven foot this Paris. Is, yeah. Paris <laughs> said, uh, I told him. I ain't enamored with you as the rest of these dudes. I got some rings too, bro. Paris said. Bricks. At that point, he told me, I'm going to kick your bleepity bleep. What? I took one step closer and looked him in the face and said, no, you ain't. After that, he ain't bothered me no more. Say what? More of the story. Pick on somebody your own size. Because <laughs> Chief is, is not with it. <laughs> oh, Kyra Montero. Swerve, bro. Swerve. Yeah, you too. What's good Swerve. with you, man? Swear, we may we may get you on here one day. We may not. I'm just messing with you, but I don't know. We may or may not. Swear to you. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so the so the joint was good, man. I I do I do feel though, because Horace Grant came out and he was not happy happy neither with uh the way Jordan was portraying him. You know, he was kind of like, yo, it wasn't just you, bro. Because Pippen was, truth be told, he wasn't Jordan, but he was close, man. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't have a bubbly yeah. personality and all that. But, bro, he was close. Trust me, he was close. 
Oh, yeah. Pippen was hard to deal with, and he would lock you up. You know what I'm saying? Triple he double was not threat, scoring. Right? Triple yeah, double a triple threat. threat. You know what I mean? Yep. Triple double threat. Yeah, like he wasn't no he wasn't no slump when he went to Houston. You know what I mean? He was still hooping. No, nope. and he got that bread back then. You know what I mean? Or Portland, yeah. right? So yeah, I'm a Pippen fan, I, man. Overall, so, yeah, I'm, I'm on. Yeah, me too. And hey, some of them shoes he had was hard too. I ain't going in front as a shoe head. Some of them joints was hard. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but some of them was hard, bro. So check this out. I think the the buzz about the, the Michael Jordan joint is, is that we ain't had nothing else going on. <laughs> like, for the kids, you know, like your son age that maybe never saw, like your kids age that may never saw him live, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's great. Yep. And I, I, I like Jordan's shoes. I wasn't. I didn't want them to win when they was playing. Like I remember when they played Seattle and I said to my homies back then, I said, if they would have let Gary Payton stick him before game three, it might've been different. Cause GP was literally the glove. Like he laughed and made a joke out of it, but no GP was serious on that defense, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. For real. The truth. The truth. And he was talking crazy to him. He talked just as bad as Jordan do. And we're back oh, yeah. it up. You know what I'm saying? So Overall, I think it was good. It's perfect timing because we got this epidemic. Ain't no sports on or whatever. They right, pushed right, it up, right. and I really appreciate it. But I would say it was a, it was a Jordan dedication more so than a documentary, or it's a Jordan documentary more so than it what it was called, the Last Dance. You know what I'm saying? It was, and I mean, and it, and it was to solidify Jordan on um that ba- basketball um Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it kind of made him. I mean, but the bottom line is. He did everything he said he was going to do, and it, yeah. it ain't going to be nobody else to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? When when he said we was going to win, they won. Six yeah. rings, undefeated in the finals. Uh, you can't do. You can't. You can't do. You can't do nothing with that. This boy Kyron, look at this. <laughs> <He's> saying, <laughs> hey, hey that's what Grant. Too. That's what Grant said. Yeah, but Kobe snitched too. But we ain't yeah. going to leave Kobe alone. Yeah, so did Kyron six nine. But we, you know that that's for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it, it, it is. You know, they're going to make snitching cool. All right, right, right. You know, I had a niece that uh, my nieces used to come stay with us during the summer. And uh, I think Crystal was messing with them. She said, snitches get stitches. This girl number like 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's Memphis. Hey, it, That's Memphis it, it, 10, it, brother. Way. Hey, it's different than Memphis uh, 10. So let me see. Let me. I ain't been looking at our outline. I just been talking. So, like I said, we're about to bring on my man K-Drama in a few minutes. I want to play this next song. I'm going to let Rod introduce it because, you know, you brought this song up to K and he was like, yeah, we need to play this one. So tell me about this song. Um, The song is just um, he's um, K-Drama talking about why he still do what he do. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, Being that he has longevity in the game, he's been in the game for so long. And he's just the whole song is just telling the world why he's still dedicated to do what he do when it comes to the making of the beats and making of the music. So go ahead and let that joint ride, man. This brother Kyra, look at this. (laughs) This Negro. (laughs) Let's get to the song. Let's get to the song. Hey, but it's facts though, bro. (laughs) It's facts, but it's funny. This brother is silly.
I do what I do for the love. I do what I do for the love. I do what I do what I do. Do what I do, I do what I do, I do what I do for the love. I do what I do for the love. I do what I do what I do. Why am I still in the game? Still in the game for the love. I do what I do for the love. I do what I do what I do. Do what I do, I do what I do, I do what I do for the love. I do what I do for the love. So what? Saturated rap game full of vultures. It's sick, so I keep the grass low cut. I ain't doing this so I can blow up, but I let it bang, rhyme full of sofa. At times I feel like I'm doing donuts. Cause I haven't reached my quota. Got a lot of dreams like Joseph. Sorry, cause we still get no love, but I won't compromise to get noticed. I see what's coming like Noah. So I got shine like a Nova. Wake them up from the comas. They try to press my buttons like controllers. You should hear the things they told us. Up to this point, I fire hard. They think cause I rap that I'm not smart And think that hip-hop is not art So when I check out like a shop cart Got a lot of cash on the charge cart Word protest from rest like Scotch Guard I see myself as a monarch And a real MC that got bars I do what I do for the love it. I love it. I do what I do for the love it. I do what I do what I do Do what I do, I do what I do I do what I do for the love I love it. I do what I do for the love I do what I do what I do Why am I still in the game? All right, we about to bring K-Drama on, but we got this one quick thing, this money minute. Hold up. Uncertainty in the economy is commonplace, but don't let that stop you from actively positioning yourself for success. Each year, millions of dollars are spent for self-help items such as credit repair. And most credit repair agencies focus on the three major credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and rightfully so, but there's more to it. In 2018, the credit bureaus stopped reporting public records such as tax liens and judgments. But don't get too excited. Just because they aren't reporting those records doesn't mean that they can't be seen. Another agency, LexisNexis, took up the charge and started reporting those items to agencies such as banks or other financial institutions. The best way to resolve those types of issues is to pay or settle those debts and take that receipt to the county recording office and request a satisfaction of release. Take the satisfaction of release and send that to LexisNexis. Ask LexisNexis to open an investigation on your behalf to clear your report. Keep in mind that this process can take approximately 30 days. Thanks so much. This has been your Money Minute. Have a great day. Live and direct, I got my brother K-Drama in the building. What's up, bruh? Hey, what's happening? Do it, do it. I do what I do because I love it. Yes, sir. Man, first of all, man, I want to give you praise and honor. Thank you for coming on. You are you have the greatest honor because you are the very first guest. You get all the roses. (laughs) Look, I ain't figured out how to do a round of applause button yet, so I'm gonna step back. Yes, sir. Shout out to my dude, man. People don't even know. I don't even know. I can't even remember when I first met you. I think we was linked up by uh this dude named Ricky back in the day. Yeah, uh-huh. 2005. And we used to do the uh serious series mixtapes. Yes, sir. And I remember you said, you listen, I think I submitted something, and Ricky's like, Man, do something, do a verse for uh for uh K Drama's mixtape. I said, Okay. And K Drama said, This dude is from the South, but he rapped like he's East Coast. 
It don't make sense. <laughs> he got bars like the East Coast dude. And from then on, we've been cool. You know what Yo, I mean? Man, and, uh, it's crazy. it's crazy. We we didn't live through a whole lot of CHH. We didn't see the uh the loose super yep. free CHH back yep. to the super super holy <laughs> CHH, and we're back loose and free all over again. <laughs> all over again. Hey, what do you know? Hey, what do you know? So with that hey. being said, brother, welcome. Man, I yes, sir. welcome. Definitely honored um to be the first guest, man. That that really means a lot. I don't take that lightly. And, um, you know, I love y'all brothers. We always fellowship hard. Like, we was in uh, Austin, Texas for uh, South by Southwest. Yep. yep I think yep. about a lot of other times where we clicked up. And, uh, yeah, it's funny about 2005 when you when you did that verse for Serious Series Volume 3. Um, man, yep. I remember when he sent me that joint. And I was like, man, this dude, he got you got bars like i'm like when, when you the it's funny because i'm embarrassed to say this but this uh -oh. is kind of uh -oh. kind of i've never admitted this hold on let me uh, solo him hold on hold on here we go hold on hold on <laughs> so so you have a line in the song where you say something about quest love forgot exactly what you say right um but when you said it i'm like Who's Quest Love? <laughs> <laughs> Brother. I'm so embarrassed, man. I'm like, the bad oh. part. The bad part that's not embarrassing because you know, well, I don't know. Back then, you know, I wasn't I wasn't super keen on listening to secular music. So yeah, yeah. but I knew who Quest Love was that dude with that big old big old fro. Uh -huh. uh -huh. That verse, I can't even remember that verse. Anyway, oh, we're interviewing me. This is on you. Right. <laughs> Robert Dean, let's go with the questions. We let's put this brother right. through the ringer. He's the first one. He gets all the gangster goon questions. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> hold on, um, hold on, hold up. Shout out to Kyron K. Drizzy Air Jordan. Oh, that's the homie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That ugly picture right there. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> formerly known as the messenger. As formerly the messenger. known. Yeah, FKA. Yeah. Yep. So, K, hey, check it out, man. So my questions is gonna be more so geared toward helping these young artists man and artists in the industry who's kind of frustrated so number one question for me so many artists don't realize that the new the music industry is a lot of politics and who you know until they get you know get either either they knock on the door or they get their foot in the door mm -hmm. how do you deal with the new norm and industry favoritism that goes on mm. Mm. that's a good question i feel like though it's not it's not new um i feel like I dealt with that back when I was coming up. And then when you when you watch a lot of these uh, music stories, like behind the scenes and like the VH1 um, behind the music type uh, documentaries on different artists, you realize yep. like a lot of artists dealt with politics. Uh, a lot of artists were underrated, slept on. And then before you knew it, something happened, they blew up and then everybody's like you know it's, it's like mike jones like back then they didn't know me now, now <laughs> they all along you know right right so uh <laughs> like lady gaga actually has a really uh cool story along those lines so i feel like whether you in the secular or you in the gospel slash christian industry right. uh there's politics because there's sin so you, you just hate to say it like that but um mm. but i think i think what worked for me uh what worked to my advantage is I made my own opportunities. Uh, I, I 
I, and I took advantage of the opportunities that was presented to me. I didn't do what other people were doing to me. Like if somebody was sleeping on me, I wasn't going to then treat other people the exact same way. I'm like, yo, Next. I want to treat other people the way right. I want to be treated. And Next. that's going to yeah. open up doors for me. So back, you know, when I first was coming up and I was sending my demos to Great Tree and Watch out. THA is on no number about Great Tree right now. They don't know nothing about, no about, none about no Antonius and New Wine and all that and yeah, Little Rascal. Little Rascal. Prime Minister. Right, right. I just yep. did a beat. I just did a beat for Little Rascal. So oh, that's I'm really crazy. Excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So um, but but going back to that time, um, I was like, well, I was sending demos to these different labels. And I was garbage. Let's 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 just set the record straight. I was I was not as good as I thought I was back then. That's part of the problem. Like a lot of times we have always we have all been there. Yeah. So it's like, man, these people sleeping on me. Da da da. There might be a reason. And and just because <laughs> let's, let's be real, you know. And not to, and that doesn't mean that you won't get better. And that doesn't mean that you can't improve. We're not saying that, but sometimes you're just not ready. Like, had Great Trees signed me back in 1999, they would have put me out, and then everybody would have thought my album was whack, and then I would have been working extra hard just to, you know, disassociate myself from that reputation. So sometimes, you know, you have to look at the situation from a different perspective. And there was a pastor in my life uh, who saw me rap at the talent show. Actually, the talent show got canceled because there was a fight uh and so he ended up having the talent show at his church um so that all that hard work wouldn't be for nothing um and i was like the only christian artist out of the group of everybody and of course he saw what i was doing thought it was annoying it uh long story short we ended up doing concerts together first concert i mean it was only 17 people there most of them were artists but chh yeah you know (laughs) People don't see those days. And, right, right. But the, the more we grinded, passed out flyers, worked together, got the word out, gave out free food for each concert, we start pulling in like 400 people a concert. Mm. And to the point where, you know, now I'm booking Braille for concerts. I'm mm-hmm. uh, booking Theory Hazard for concerts, which explains the whole East Coast thing because Theory took me under his wing. So I, was yeah. lot, I recorded two of my albums with him. So, and then from that, God used all that to kind of put me in this position where I'm meeting all these people. And then before I knew it, I'm like, oh, they're not sleeping on me no more. But like I said, it's a process. And I think you have to trust the process on both ends, like the artistic yes, side and the spiritual side. Okay. Yes, right sir. On, right on. So we got a very deep question for you. All right, what all does right. CHH mean to you? Man, um, CHH, dude, like, it's just crazy to think. Um, the reason I was talking to a, a buddy of mine about this last week, we didn't go by Christian rap. We didn't call ourselves Christian rappers just because it was cute. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian rapper. Like, that's cool. Um, but there was really, people don't understand the struggle back then. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah. There was a time, and I kind of, I came in on the tail end of this because I'm 35. So when I started doing music, for, for Christ, I was like 15, 16 when I started doing concerts. But the generation before me, 
they were getting kicked out of churches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. They right. Were, doors were getting shut in their face. You know. Yeah. Um, Kirk Franklin really kicked out a lot of doors for us. If we want to be real. Um, That's facts. That's facts. He was taking Christian rappers on tour with him. You had A1 Swift, who's from Cincinnati. Mm. Um, Alicia Tyler, who would do salt from salt and peppers rap on stump. She would yeah. go on tour. She, she lives in Kentucky right now, about 15 minutes away from me. Um, you had that era of CHH heads who, if they weren't being brought in the door by DC talk, they might've been getting the door slammed in their face. And so, um, we call ourselves Christian rappers because when you tell somebody you rap back in the late nineties, and even you deal with it now to some extent, the association of rap or hip hop is what they hear on the radio. So you tell somebody you rap, they immediately go to No Limit Records at the time, Cash Money, you know, Gangster Rap, or they're yeah, down, yeah. you know, degrading women. And so you had to put this adjective in front of the noun so that it was accepted. So so that you don't scare them off. You don't scare the deacon off. You don't scare the elder off. You don't scare the youth pastor off. You know what I'm right. saying? And so there was, I think CHH for me back then, it was, it was, it started out as this boldness of sharing my faith. Like, you know, you, you get saved, you got this zeal. Um, you may not have the knowledge to go with the zeal, but you got the charisma, you got the energy. Yeah. And, right, and, right, when right. I, and I miss that sometimes, you know, I don't, I'm I'm so I, I'm a lot more and I don't mean this in a I mean it's bad but I don't mean it in a I, it happens to a lot of us you get tainted yeah and it's like and, and success you know success you 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 have successes and then you sometimes can forget where you come from and so um and a lot of things I have not forgotten but but there's a skepticism that comes with what I do now there's a standard there's an expectation there's not an innocence and when i think about early chh there was this innocence there was this boldness there was this yo i just want to tell all my friends if they don't get saved they go into hell like right and, right and, and granted like i said some of that needed to be mentored and curated and um but when i think about chh even to this day like there are a bunch of bold generals i think of dayton i think of bizzle i think of Derek minor uh, I think of a lot of people like yeah. as many people that we see that may not be the representation that we prefer. There are a bunch of cats that are still holding up the bloodstained banner for Christ. Yes, sir. Representing right, 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 right. So, yeah, when I think of Christian hip hop, I, I think about guys who are skilled, um, who don't have to uh, pervert what they do to uh, to capture an audience. And but mm -hmm. you capture that audience, you're not capturing it for your glory, you're capturing it for Christ's glory. Yeah, man. that's what I right, right. And, and that's what our lives should be about. Like, whether we're on a stage or we're just walking down the street, people should see us when we're at the grocery store. People should see us and they should notice a difference about like, why is he smiling during this pandemic? I could tell he's smiling under that mask. Like, what, what joy does he have during this time that I don't have? Come on, and, bro. And instead of pointing to me like, yeah, I just got my stimulus check. And I'm about to, you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, hey. hey, hey yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, but it's it's not that. It's, it's Christ that lives within me. And knowing that rather 
all my needs are taken care of what i know what i know to be a need or if i'm lacking like i had the scripture written on my chalk wall for a while like i've learned to be content you know whether i'm i have everything i want or i don't like i just but i know that god is going to take care of me throughout it all and yeah and i'm a living testimony of that so that's what chh really it really means to me oh that's what's up yeah. Man, there's so much we can say on that, man. But I'm gonna let Rob get his question because sure, boy, sure. I could go like an hour on what you just said. I, I, I know it, right? I know. I know. So you know, talking about your longevity, um, one of the biggest things I say uh, before I go into my next question, I remember when we met. It was actually um, in Tennessee at the Stella Awards um, yeah, yeah. one year, and um, after all the events and um, some of the shenanigans that went down, as far as um, you know. <laughs> industry um <laughs> we went to denny we went to denny's afterwards man and i think that was like you were going to drive you were getting ready to drive home yep and um it was just like the fellowship behind that and the fact mm-hmm. that you had been in there because like i didn't start doing this until 2012 mm-hmm. and i remember when i first got saved back in the um back in the early 2000s and cross movement had their website so, you know, at first they'll have, you know, ambassador CD, you know, um, then you popped up one day. I'm like, man, who is this dude? He about to get it in. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because yeah. um, um, you had the um, um, the workout CD or yeah. that's what I called it. Yeah. And, um, we fit. Yeah, we fit. And I, I yeah. called it the workout See, CD because every, yes, sir. Hey, every, every beat on that joint was perfect for working out, even though at the time that wasn't my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man so after all these years what keeps you motivated to continue to write music make beats even if you're not on the front page of www whatever you know right. what i'm saying what what's what's what keeps you motivated ah, this is i love this question man um i feel like i do interviews and i get these same few questions and i'm like these are the ones i want to stand on the soapbox and answer for a few minutes so i appreciate yeah. you even thinking to ask it um so what's funny w- meeting you in tennessee i remember going to that um denny's i thought it was ihop but i think um because i was burnt out on ihop and i'm like oh we going to ihop again oh because <laughs> <laughs> ihop of course the only spot open you know late at night other than like a steak and shake if it's around um I remember, man, that that night very uh, clearly because um, after we left, I actually slept in my um, yep. rental car. Yep. I slept in. I went to a Walmart parking lot. I didn't get a hotel. Ooh, Jesus! Um, I slept in the parking lot. That was rough. That was a rough night, man. Help him, uh, Lord. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> 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 but you know, you know, to be honest, man, like that. That that story actually is a good um, it's a good backdrop for why I do what I do still. Like for me, I was willing to sleep in a car so that I wasn't compromising the bills that that the household paying bills, taking care of my kids, taking care of my wife. Because I'm I'm the primary breadwinner. I'm doing music full time. Um, yeah. My wife uh, at the time is the homemaker. And, um, you know, for me, I'm like, and, and, and to be honest, like cross movement, I'm grateful for the opportunities they gave. I'm grateful for the stage, 
but a lot of things weren't honored um, between that relationship. And this is not the first time I've, I've said this on record. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, 2012, like, I was trying to get off the cross movement. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> like, I can't drop another album if if I'm not going to get paid for it. Like, Ooh, Jesus. because I was getting paid, like, and, and not that, like, money's not my number one motivator, but... I do need to be able to take care of my bills and take, and I don't have a lot of bills. That's the thing. That's yeah. part of why I've had the longevity I had. Cause I don't have a car note cause my mortgage is almost as cheap as, um, my rent was when I lived in this shabby ghetto apartment. Like, and not that and we don't, and we live in a decent, decently nice house. Um, but we try not to bite more often we can chew. And I mean, that's really, what hey, it speak is, on it's, speak it's, on it. It's instead of going out to eat, it, and it's funny. A lot of this stuff has helped us survive during this pandemic. To be honest, it's like yeah, freaking out because they can't cook, and I'm like, yo, this is how we've been living for a decade. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is normal. This is normal, you know. And, and I'm not not saying that to like make myself look great and all that, but but it does help with longevity. It helps, and and part of it was like friends of my daughter, um. She was allergic to eggs. She was allergic to dairy. She was allergic to um, um, shellfish and, and nuts. There's a lot of things she was allergic to. So it really limited like what we could even purchase from the grocery store. We couldn't just buy pizza rolls in the in the frozen section and, and be lazy one night because those pizza rolls got this and that. And, and even if it doesn't have cheese, like, even if it's not pizza or something, like a lot of stuff just still has dairy products or it's processed yeah. in a factory with nuts and these things. And we're not, and she has asthma and, and it's her, if she eats something, it's going to trigger her asthma, have an asthma attack. We at the hospital, she's taking a, the breathing machine off. We ain't trying to go through all that. You know what I'm saying? Next. So, right. so, so of course my wife, um, her folk from Alabama. So, um, uh, she know how to cook like a typical person from, from Birmingham would know. Not everybody know how to cook in Birmingham. I've, I've tasted bad food there before. Thank, thank God for the do. Southern women yeah. and the Southern but cooking. Yes, Lord. Women, yes, Lord. And so, so my wife taught me some basic stuff. So, you know, I'm able to cook if she's gone, basically. And mm -hmm. it's those things, man, that allow you to have that longevity. It's when you're not, you can work at McDonald's and be a millionaire. Like, it's, it's how much you make versus how much you spend. I mean, if you make fourteen dollars an hour, but you speaking spend brother, eighteen dollars an hour, you're gonna be in debt. You're gonna be broke. Yeah. And for us, the key was yo. Like I grew up poor, man. Like we lived with my grandparents uh, most of my life. My dad was a crack addict, so we was the three times I lived with my dad, we got either evicted or kicked out of all three premises. Mm. And so like wow. I, I've learned since a kid how to survive. Like, um, I was, I mean, there's some stuff I really can't, I would love to go into. I, I can go into it off record, but it's like, I was shopping for the household at the age of eight. I was buying the groceries for the house. Like, I was, but, but God really, even though it wasn't the ideal situation for me at the age of eight, God was training me up for such a time to be able to survive in any situation like i can go without food for hours and not complain about it i can sleep on a hotel floor and even though I, i'm k-drama and i'm all this and that like i don't 
I'm not like, nah, I can't do that opportunity because me and my dude MC Till long ago said this, and I and I know I'm a little long winded, but I feel like this needs. No, no, brother, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Like, one day we we sat in this church in Evansville, Indiana, and they had no money, and they booked us, and they knew that they weren't gonna be able to pay us. Um, but um, the pastor asked, he was trying to you know fill the room out and see how much we needed so that we wouldn't sue him or nothing. And not that we would have sued anyway, but he was just scared because he never dealt with Christian rappers before with mm-hmm. a decent amount of success. And, and you know, our thing was, we told him, we're like, we never want money to be the reason why we cannot present the gospel. That should never be the reason why we can't go somewhere. Like, Message. if I'm able to go, I'm going to go. And that, that don't mean I'm going to drag my family into debt to do it but yeah. my point yeah. is i'm not about to bang you over the head for a g or a stack if i could if you don't have that man, yeah. just cover my hotel room cover yeah. my flight yeah cover my that's right off. you yeah, can't man. fly me down all right let's i don't want to do it but i'll get on a greyhound right I, I don't i don't want to drive 15 hours but guess what the gospel is more important and who Jesus. Knows who's in this audience that's going to be touched. And to be honest, there are a lot of Christian rappers. There's just a lot of people, period. Not yeah. In the faith, out the faith. People can be bougie. And for and, and, and to be honest, not for insanely bad reasons. I understand. But I grew up, you, you can't fall from the floor. I heard that quote <laughs> a long time ago. Hey, facts. And I was like, facts. yes, sir. Yes, sir. My mom and I shared a room in my grandma's house. My mom slept on the floor. I slept in the twin bed. And I was like six feet and up, my feet hanging off the bed. I'm 12, yeah. 13 years old. So, like, to be honest, like, I appreciate things a lot differently yeah. than other people do. So, like, for me, doing music full time, I don't have to have the fanciest car to do it because yeah. there was a time where we didn't have a car because mm. it was getting repo because my dad spent all the money up. So <laughs> I just have, I have a whole totally different standard of light. Like my wife just fixed our kitchen up and it, it looks amazing. But right before she fixed it up, um, the sink, I had to use a pair of scissors just to get the water running because we broke the, the, the handle off. But yeah, for me, yeah. it's like, yo, if we can finesse the situation, if we can figure it out and it is not like, like daunting. Well, we could have fixed the sink, but yeah. those are the things. Like, if you can withstand hard times for a while, you will have longevity. You'll be able to do those things. And I think that's what keeps me. Like the answer to the other part, and this will be quicker. Like for me, um, like that's what keeps me going is because God always makes a way for me to do it. And trust me, that doesn't mean I haven't felt like quitting. Like there, just I was just looking at my prayer log because I do it digitally uh, through my church. And I rem- and I was looking at these prayers that God has answered over time. But last year, I wrote, "Hey, I'm praying if I should still be doing music or not. Not that I'm not making a decent living, but I don't really, I can't really give myself a raise. And it's like every year, I'm I'm flat. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. going down in income, but I'm not going up either. And mm. so I'm like, but we got all these needs and we got all these bills, and I'm like." How are we going to fix things that are broken if I'm just making the same income and we're just getting by, you know, just paying bills? And 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 what God just told me, nah, you need to chill. You need to just chill out and and just work on more music and and depend less on 
doing music production for other people. And I was like, huh, like that doesn't make sense. That sounds even more, irrespons- <laughs> more irresponsible. You yeah. know, I don't I don't want to be known as the Christian rapper who who's like dragging his family, you know, through the mud for his dream. Like I see yeah. plenty of people like that. And I'm like, yo, I'm not I will I did Uber uh back in 2015 before the eighth came out. Like I was delivering food and people knew who I was like oh okay drama delivering my food and I'm like oh this is embarrassing (laughs) but I'm I'm taking care of my family yeah man so I could care less about that but but then God opened all these doors and um and I'm like yo had I quit uh when I was gonna quit like I would have never saw the blessing man I would have never or maybe I would have saw the blessing and then I would have had to quit everything I was doing to go back to what I was doing you yeah. think about the pandemic, like for for us, um, and I don't want other people getting sick. I don't want to prosper at the expense of people getting sick. So I don't yeah. want to come off like that. But because we've had all this extra free time, we've been able to fix stuff. We've been able to do stuff that we wouldn't normally do. I've been we've been able to work more. And though I'm selling my beats for less, I'm selling more beats because mm. I'm selling them for less. And so. Yeah. It's like, man, God has opened doors even through this season to where we're prospering um, in a way that I wouldn't have imagined because I make beats and I rap and I mix and I master and yeah. I, I, I do show. Like, for me, oh, I can't go do concerts. Okay, I'll just make more beats. Oh, right. I can't, I can't uh, you know, do A, B, and C. Well, I could just pivot to this where a lot of other rappers, and this isn't a knock, but this is what's helped me with the longevity thing. It's Yo, all I do is rap and I do concerts, but now I can't do concerts and I don't feel motivated to rap. So what do I do? I don't have that problem. Like, and for me, like I have inspiration. Like that's the other thing that's giving me longevity. It's just I always have songs to write. Like I got hundreds of ideas, man, and I'm I, I don't have enough time to get them all done. To be honest, I, I need to be a songwriter for other people. And, and to be funny, like like people be jacking my ideas. Like I be seeing it. I'll share some stuff with you off the radio. You be like, "Oh wow, that's crazy." Yeah, like, I'm I'm not a liar. I don't have a reason to lie. Like when it comes, to, I I have a decent amount of success, so I don't need to lie about that kind of stuff. But for me, I'm like, "Whoa, why don't you just hire me to to to, to give you some song ideas or some yeah. because yeah. I I don't have enough time to fulfill them all." And so I think for me, like. And longevity be like I'm grateful for inspiration because like I go on my Twitter timeline and I see people like yo I don't even feel inspired to make music and for me mm. I never have that problem I never have writer's block and I'm not and I don't know why it's just every, but I know for me like when I watch dishes that sounds like music to me when I sit outside and I listen to the wind or I hear the raindrops that sounds like music to me. When I when I read a scripture, I read scripture and, and it sounds like a chorus or a hook. Like when yeah, I read Psalms, yeah. you know, all these different scriptures. And, and it's just, I can go on and on. But for me, like, I don't think I'll, I, I, I'll retire before I fulfill all of my ideas because it's just, they're always there. Like I get on my family's nerves because I'm always <laughs> beatboxing. I'm always, like, this morning we had school and I'll close on this. Like, Last day of school was today for the kids. I took the school bell because we play a school bell, just a normal school bell for them every morning, just so they know it's school, you know, yeah. and just being fun. Um, but for me, this morning, I was like, man, I'm gonna make a beat out of a school bell. 
and it was hard. Like, they was, they was, they was having fun and laughing, and and our house was full of laughter, man. And 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 that's what motivates me to keep doing it. Like, man, like I'm not doing it, and and it's like a pain. Like they right. wanted my family wants to see me thrive. Like a lot of them echo what a lot of people on they be like, man, you should be. I feel like you should have more followers and more success. And I'm like, yo, I'm just blessed to be where I'm at. Like, cause you should see where I came from, man. And so yeah. for me, I'm like, I would love to have the successes of others, but I don't covet it to be honest. Like if it happens, it happens, but I'm grateful for what I have because I came from nothing, man. Praise hey, God. That, that, yeah. Oh, praise God. That's real. I can, Hey, that's real right there, man. Appreciate that. Sweating over here. Man, it was so much good that you said in that, man. I yeah. on our first show, we really got into, you know, knowing your purpose of rapping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I felt like if you're gonna be full time, know that God called you to do it. Because if oh, God really? didn't call you to do it, I don't think. Number one, God is not obligated to show up in the first place, but but he will stamp something that he approves. You know what I mean? And when he stamped it, then it works out. But you out here like like and and then, too, there's this one side like just because you struggle don't mean you're not in the will of God. But but he always gives you a rope of escape or a way of escape in the struggle. But it don't mean you ain't going to struggle. You know what I mean? But if you are if your lights. Always off. Oh look, never <laughs> on. <laughs> if every car you get break down, you might need gonna go to work. But yeah. if God has called yeah. you and set you apart to do something like what you're doing, then He shows up. But God also shows up for people to have a job, man. Like exactly, Lily yeah. and our house, man. Like this, this downturn was affecting everything with our family, man. But then God, mm-hmm. man, God showed up so miraculous in the last few weeks, man. You brother. <laughs> I ain't gonna say it because my wife probably come down here and punch me, but man, yeah, he yeah. showed up because we was at the point of like, yo, the money ain't right and the job, yeah. you know, the uh yeah. the the uh salary gets reduced and this, this, this. How we gonna yeah. make it? But yeah. then again, he shows up. He shows and it's up. like okay, when you trust him, he shows up, man. But anyway, you just got yo. me, you got me going because I heard what I you were saying. What my preacher rag, baby. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> The next question, man. Now this this is a serious one. All right. Do you feel that you, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask you this anyway because yeah, I think please. we had conversations about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that you have received the level of honor warranted to you based on the level of success that you have achieved in your CHH career? Yes and no. I feel like majority no, though. Um, but I feel like part of that is because people just don't understand the industry. Like, yeah, especially. So, so people don't understand the industry on the secular side. Like you have, you have, um, and, and to be honest, like I even deal with that because I don't follow the record industry um, probably the way most people would expect me to, which I think ultimately attributes more to God leading me because I don't have these points of references that other people do, yet I still somehow have these successes that I have um respectfully speaking uh i think like on the secular side friends you have the artist yeah and, and my mom always taught me this even before i became a producer or a rapper like she used to tell me this as a kid she was like you know 
it's the art. And my mom didn't do music, by the way, but um, for the record. But my mom always would tell me, like, it's not the artists who make the most money. It's it's typically the writers, and it's typically um, the the composers or the producers. And I was, yeah. that always stuck with me, man. Like, I was like, huh, that's interesting. So you have artists. So like, for instance, um, um, and 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 I and I don't want it to sound disrespectful, but like the guy who just died uh, a couple weeks ago, who helped discover uh, P Diddy, um, I. I oh uh, Andre Harrell, I think yeah, I think that's I his to, name. I had to yeah. be honest, like I I didn't even know who he was. Um, and of course now that I know, I'm like, wow, like he did a bunch, you know. I, I re- yeah put right. respect on his name, but it's just I didn't know, and so and so you take that on the CHH side, it's even it's even deeper because um, we don't have the broadcast capability at the moment that yeah. you know, we don't have the support. We just don't have the visibility. So I think a lot of people don't know how, how I flow in the industry. They don't, they don't know. Like if I'm not on center stage, if I'm not in the limelight, you know, we have this mentality like, yeah, he fell off. And it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like I'm, I have a core fan base that, yeah, I may not, they may not be visible on IG yeah. or they may not be visible on Facebook. I might have, like, I feel like a lot of my fans or, or supporters or people who like my music, like, they're they're like me. Like, I don't even yeah. like being on Facebook, like, outside of Bruh. stuff, man. Bruh. Like, <laughs> I feel, and I feel like birds of a feather flock together. So I feel like yeah. a lot of people who like my stuff are kind of quirky like me. And so, um, like, I may not have all the fanfare, but I've been doing music full time for 10 years. And, yeah. Like when I think about this, when I, and I'm not saying this to brag on myself, but like, but like to answer that question, like even more, it's like I do Christian rap. Like I'm in the <laughs> niche market of a niche market. Like I do right. Christian rap. Like when I do my taxes, I do my taxes. Like that's how I got my house because I can prove. Oh, 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 pause, pause, pause. Oh, look. Christian rappers, you're supposed to do your taxes. Carry on. I've been seeing people complaining. Like, <laughs> yo, I ain't got my stimulus check yet. It's probably because you ain't did your taxes. It's probably because you, you don't have a record with the IRS. And I was there. Like, I used to do Christian rap. It was making a decent income. And I wasn't doing my taxes. But then I tried to buy a car. And I couldn't because I took all these PayPal statements and they looking at my PayPal statements like, what is this? Like, this don't mean nothing to me. 